podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. On the Monday after Liverpool 4, Shrewsbury 1 in the FA Cup. The Reds went one behind with Daniel Odoi scoring on 27 minutes before Cade Gordon equalised his first senior goal for Liverpool on 34 minutes. Ten minutes later, Fabinho stepped up and slotted home a penalty. Bobby Firmino made it 3-1 on 78, and Fabinho wrapped it up on 93, lashing home from short range after his own initial header had been saved by the goalkeeper. The Reds lined up for this game with Queeving Kelleher and goal, Connor Bradley at right back, Ibu and Virgil at centre-back, and Andy Robertson slotting back in at left-back, Elijah Dixon-Bonner, Fabinho and Tyler Morton in midfield, Cade Gordon, Max Waltman, and Curtis Jones as a front three. So some debutants there, Dixon-Bonner, Gordon, Waltman, all getting their first starts for Liverpool. More experience for Conor Bradley, more experience for Tyler Morton, and great to see a solid spine to that team. With Kelleher, not the first choice keeper, but certainly a very good backup keeper. Canate, Virgil and Fabinho with Andy Robertson and Curtis Jones, Curtis Jones, all regular first team players with plenty of experience. On the bench, we had Bobby, we had Adrian, Taki Minamino, Costa Simicus, Joel Matip, Isaac Mabeye, James Norris, James Balagizi, and Malcolmu Fraundorf. Now Fraundorf, Norris, Simicus, Minamino and Bobby all came on. A little bit disappointing not to get to see Balagizi, but if he had to pick between the young players, I suppose Norris and Fraundorf are two that you would go for. Um, there had been reports leading up to the match that Loris Karius was set to start in goal. In the end, he was not even on the bench. So um, you can't really believe much of what you read these days. I think Shrewsbury or Shrewsbury, whatever you want to call them, they, they can go home and be fairly proud of the performance they put in. They caused Liverpool a lot of problems in the first half. Could have had a couple of goals on top of the one they did score. Liverpool looked quite lax. But in the end, quality told and the Reds overcame. Now, the weekend wasn't without some distasteful stuff. A video went round of a bunch of visiting fans walking through the city of Liverpool uh, shouting derogatory things about the 96, the 97, about Hillsborough in general. Throughout the game, there was the usual mindless feed the scouser nonsense, singing about Stephen Gerrard, who doesn't play for Liverpool, he plays, he's the manager for Aston Villa. Different stupid things like that. Shrewsbury themselves have come out and issued a statement against those fans, but I thought it was also good to see their goalkeeper. Harry Burgoyne, come out and tweet, as for these Shrewsbury fans, he's quote-tweeting the video, as for these fans should be ashamed of themselves, Liverpool showed nothing but respect today, absolutely shocking, out them and ban them for life, and I think he's right, I think he's right, out them and ban them for life, that's the best way to deal with people like this, out them, ban them for life, get them out of football stadiums, Make them go and do something else with their lives. Because football just isn't for them. 
So Liverpool drew Cardiff in the fourth round of this season's FA Cup. Those ties to be played the weekend of the 4th to 7th of February. Liverpool will be at home for that one. So again, a nice favourable tie. Again, an opportunity to play some of the younger players. I think we'll probably look at that as another Conor Bradley start. Probably another uh, Cuevin Callagher start for sure. Tyler Morton might get minutes in that one. Curtis Jones almost certainly starts. Cade Gordon could very well start again. I'm watching Cade yesterday with his movement. Just how mature he seems on the pitch. How calm he is on the ball. Does really give you a sense of what we have to look forward to in the long term with with this player. And the long-term plan for Trent at right back, possibly Harvey on the right of a midfield three and Cade on the right of a midfield or of an attacking three. That's something to be excited about. Now, we we may well move away from the 4-3-3. But in a 4-2-3-1, could Harvey be the 10 and Cade the left-sided player or vice versa? You still get those three players, those two in Trent, all of whom 23 and under, combining together for the long term. Imagine a 4-2-3-1. Trent, Cade on the right, Harvey is the 10, maybe a Jude Bellingham in central midfield. That could be very, very special. That could be very, very special for a long, long time. So the future is very bright with these players. Fraundorf looks a real talent as well. He's one that was very highly regarded when we stole him in the summer. We seem to do best when we steal these players. And young Bobby Clark is to come along as well. Son of Lee Clark, brought in from Newcastle in the summer. He's very, very highly regarded. Some have said he's a similar level of prospect to Harvey, to Cade. We'll wait and see. But if he's in that range, Musilowski as well, young Polish kid. There's a lot of promising young players coming through the academy. Most of them we've stolen, but we'll take it. We'll take it and we'll move. Um, Right, today would be Billy Little's 100th birthday. Billy Little for many, many years was seen as the greatest Liverpool player of all time. Up until Kenny had retired, really, and people retrospectively looked back and decided that, you know, Kenny probably had overtaken Little. Between 1945 and 1961, Billy Little played 534 games for Liverpool, not counting the wartime games he played in before that. 222 goals, multiple seasons of 30-plus goals, 29 caps for Scotland, 8 goals. He was the talisman. He was the guy who carried the club for years and years. There's a reason they were known as Liverpool. Billy Little would have been 100 years old today. He died in 2001, the age of 79. And he will forever be remembered as 
one of the greatest players to ever wear the famous shirt. In 2006, when the 100 players who shook the cop poll was done, he finished sixth, which will tell you how much his influence has has lived on. Let's move around the main Liverpool sites then. So lots of post-match and lots of focus on Kate Gordon, amongst others, on This Is Anfield. Uh, some player ratings, calls to ban those Shrewsbury fans for life. Virgil van Dijk visiting the Shrewsbury dressing room after the game, um, which has been heralded as a touch of class, and rightly so. Uh, Brighton have joined Liverpool in backing the Hillsborough Law, which is good. They're the first club to do so. Liverpool had at least 18 players unavailable for the Arsenal match. Now, obviously, Jurgen has come out and said that there were a number of false positives. But Alisson, Joel Matip, Bobby Firmino, Trent, Nico, Jordan Henderson, Joe Gomez, James Milner, Diogo Jota and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, they were all in isolation. Obviously, Alison, Joel and Bobby had returned positive tests before the Chelsea game. Thiago, Divock, Taki, Harvey and Nat all injured. Three lads at the AFCON, Mo, Sadio and Naby. And that doesn't include all of the academy players who had COVID, who otherwise likely would have been drafted in to play against Arsenal. But it's great. It's actually made the story better because... The tantrums and the crying that took place on social media after Klopp's comments were just tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. So long long may the the crying continue. On Liverpool.com, there is a bunch of new transfer stuff. So we'll run through as much of this as we can. Liverpool reap reward from 50 million FSG investment as Jurgen Klopp's strategic decision pays off. So says James Martin. Jurgen Klopp had a clear vision in place. FSG put 50 million towards supporting it, and the club have started to see some of the benefits. So this is obviously regarding the AXA training centre, which was kind of Klopp's baby. He wanted to bring the first team and the academy together. Fair play. Jurgen Klopp won 64, sorry, 68 million Sevilla transfer to Liverpool this month as 40 goal striker could lead. So this is the media digest piece. So the 40 goal striker is Divock, 40 goals in 167 games, heavily linked now with Lazio as they look to find a backup to Chiro Immobile. Um, transfer target compared to Mo Salah. David Moyes has compared Jared Bowen to Mo Salah. Well, you know, whatever you have to do to make yourself sleep better at night, Mr. Moyes. Reds given Salah warning. Liverpool have been told Mo Salah could be top of the list of transfer options for Paris Saint-Germain, according to Kevin Campbell. So, you know, we won't pay much attention to that. And uh, Jurgen Klopp wants Jules Kunde 
allegedly. Jules Kunde would be an incredible signing. But if we sign Jules Kunde, we're going to a back three. You have to you'd have to go Kunde on the right and say Gomez is a back up there. Matip in the middle with Kanate as the backup and then Virgil on the left. We don't have a backup, although we do own Ben Davies, so we could bring him back in the summer and have him there. But Jurgen won't play a back three, so we won't be signing Jules Kunde. I think the club's name is just being used to try and force Chelsea's hand, probably. Liverpool can make shrewd 115.2 million transfer move amid Ferran Torres' shambles at Barcelona. Barcelona signed Ferran Torres in the transfer window, but can't register him. They were have they have to offload players. So what players are these people suggesting now that we should sign? Um, Serginho Dest, he'd be a solid backup for Trent, and you could move Nico on. So yeah, I, I'd be in favour of Serginho Dest. Frankie De Jong, I think everybody would take Frankie De Jong. He's a a tremendous midfielder. He needs to get back on track, but he is he is outstanding. And Gavi, obviously, he's been linked quite a bit recently. There doesn't tend to be this much smoke without at least a little bit of fire. I'd be all over signing him, to be honest. I really would. I think Gavi is the one that you'd look at there. £47 million buyout clause. I think that will be the one to get. Liverpool scouts confirm 20 million tran- 25 million transfer plan as ideal striker outguns Killing Mbappe. Uh, Jonathan David of Lille, who's obviously scoring more than Mbappe this season. He, he has 70, uh, sorry, 16 in all competitions. Um, he has been brilliant this year. He has. And he would fit really well. At Liverpool, he he's a really he he is a Liverpool forward. Like stylistically, versatility wise, talent wise, how he projects long term, he is definitely somebody that makes sense for us. Liverpool have new transfer rival, as FSG must battle Newcastle for fifteen million next Sadio Mane. Player in question is Bamba Dieng of Marseille. It's an interesting one. I hadn't heard him compared to Sadio before. Um, very, very talented player, having sort of a breakthrough, a breakout season at Marseille. Senegalese, so that's where the where the comparison or the the next Mane thing comes from. Um, when's he contracted till 2024? Yeah, could be an interesting one. Could be one that we will look at. I don't know. He, I haven't seen his name linked anywhere, but sure, he, he makes sense given his age and profile. Um, Liverpool get Erling Haaland transfer encouragement. As C, from CEO as FSG super happy with signing. 
this is another media digest thing. So let's see. Klopp has long-term Origi plan. Liverpool searching for options nearly everywhere. This, I think, was to try and fill a team against Shrewsbury. Um, Fabrizio Romano, spoofer, has claimed that Liverpool will only dip into the transfer market in the event of, of injuries or unforeseen circumstances. He's basically just copied what David Ornstein said. He hasn't echoed it. He has just copied it and ripped it off. Um, this is brilliant, though. They only signed Kanate as a new centre-back because they wanted this player. They wanted this player and it was not an easy negotiation. Chelsea were interested in the player. But this is the same for Fabrizio Romano who said Liverpool would be signing multiple other players last summer. Um, Dortmund CEO... has basically said Haaland is going to move on. That doesn't give Liverpool any kind of boost because Liverpool are not going to be in the mix for him because of his wages. Steven Gerrard gives Liverpool transfer boost in a bid for ideal 33 million Jude Bellingham alternative. Amadou Hydera would be an ideal replacement for Ginny Wijnaldum. No, he wouldn't. No. No, no, he wouldn't. Um... Let's see what else we have here. There's another piece there on Gavi. There's a piece on Kate Gordon. And finally then, Liverpool scouting next Neymar shows positive signs for next stage of FSG master plan. I have no idea. Who's, who's the next Neymar? So obviously we were linked to both Vinicius and Rodrigo before they went to Real. We looked at João Pedro for quite a while before he went to Watford. I do think we will go back in for him. Uh, Keikai, who went on to Manchester City. Gab uh, Angelo Gabriel of Santos has been linked and Palmeiras forward Endrick de Sousa, both of whom have been dubbed as potential heirs to Neymar's throne. I mean, obviously, FSG recently tried to buy a Brazilian team. And I do wonder if they'll go back in for another one and use that as a way to snap up the best young talent in Brazil and then feed them through to Liverpool. It's a move that would make the most sense. Because once you've got that base in South America, you can start to pluck from Argentina and Chile and Uruguay and have a real pathway then to Anfield. So yeah, that that does make sense. Um, listen, if you could sign if you could sign someone that was going to be as good as Neymar, you'd definitely take it. Um, Liverpool are in need of a fresh approach this summer, and there are plenty of names that could be available, including Ryan Gravenberch and Jonathan David. Um, okay, they've gone broken down the squad and. Had a look at what we might need. Um, so yeah, potentially a right wing, a right back. Goalkeepers are fine. Chumeni's been mentioned for midfield. Jude Bellingham, Yuri Thielemans. Jude Bellingham, I don't think will leave this summer. Um, 
I think Chumeni is is one that we'll try for this summer. And then Bellingham maybe next summer. Um, Attackers-wise, Jonathan David is the one. And Anthony of of IX could be another keep an eye on. Yeah. On AnfieldIndex.com, then, there is an article up entitled Why Curtis Jones Could Be Thiago's Backup for Liverpool. It's by Sam Maguire. I don't like Curtis on the left of the midfield. I prefer him on the right side of the midfield. I'd like to see him get a run on the right side. I'd like to see Curtis get a run of games with Fabinho and Thiago. Because the only way we're truly going to know how good Curtis Jones can be is if you put him in with Liverpool's best players. So Trent at right back, Mo on the right wing, Thiago and Fabinho in the midfield, and Curtis as the one linking all of it together and see what happens. We saw Har- Har- uh, Harvey Elliott thrive in that circumstance earlier this season. I'd love to see what Curtis would look like in that role with those players around him. Then Jota as the nine or Bobby, Mane as the left winger or Jota. Robbo or Costas at left back. Robbo's still the better one, but Costas is very good. Virgil plus Joel or Ibu at centre-back, whatever. I'd like to see Curtis in our best team and see how he does. It may well be that he's not up to the standard, and that would be fine. Because at worst, Curtis will be a good backup player for us for a long time. But we need to know what he's going to be. And we need to know if he needs to be loaned out for development or if he can stick around. I think he's probably a player in need of a loan. I think he needs to play a lot more than he has for us thus far. But he's obviously had the eye injury. So we'll wait and see what happens. Um, Apologies for the lack of podcasts on Pro over the past well week, basically. I'm not sure what's gone on. But um, there will be a an old school today at five o'clock. Myself and Gags will record that on, on Discord. If you're around, give that one a listen. And there will be more to come this week. There will be a scouted at some point, um, maybe Wednesday. There'll also be one for the weekend match. Harry will be back with Rival Recon. There'll be a Molby on the spot. We'll get as much done as we can. And foots will be put to backsides to get even more done. So uh, thanks for listening today. I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. No, actually, excuse me. Before I go, I won't be here tomorrow. Tomorrow I am unavailable. I have to take care of something. So I'll be back Wednesday. Take care of yourselves. Sports Social Podcast Network.